0: When you meet someone, do you wonder about their story? If you're like me, you're always interested in the lives, hopes, and dreams of people. Stories Connect People podcast will bring you interesting, inspiring, and compelling stories from people just like you and me. Stories that will inspire you. They'll make you laugh. You'll learn. They might even make you cry. But above all, you will feel connected and closer to the people around you. You may see yourself in these stories. You may feel connected because you share similarities in your own journey. There are rich, interesting stories closer than you think, maybe even yours. Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People. I am Polly Van Duzer, your host. My guest today on Stories Connect People podcast is Tim Smith. Tim's faith, personal health and wellness journey, and his amazing voice led him to starting the Mind, Body, Soul 365 podcast. Tim shares a lot of personal stories about his life as an educator, coach, administrator, and pastor. Hear what led him to starting Mind, Body, Soul 365 and what it has brought to his life and to the lives of others. You will love Tim's real, transparent, and caring style. And I admire him so much for how he is investing time in helping others strengthen their walk with God and strengthen their own well-being. And I am so glad you are listening to the Stories Connect People podcast. We are reaching people all around the world every week. Of course, all over North America, but France, Switzerland, Ireland, Finland, Mexico, every week. It's incredible. So please reach out and engage with me. Follow Stories Connect People podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I would love to hear from you and what you think of Mind, Body, Soul 365 episode. Now, join me in welcoming my friend, Tim Smith. Hi, Tim. Welcome to Stories Connect People podcast. How are you today?
1: Oh, I am wonderful and uh, just really, really excited to. Uh to be here with you.
0: So I want to start by telling our listeners how we know each other. And so this is like the beautiful thing about the podcast. If I had never started podcasting, I would never have met you. And so you live in Oklahoma and which I love by the way, and I live in Atlanta and there probably would have been no way our paths paths would have ever crossed. And um, so that is the great thing about the podcast is that I've been able to meet people that I never would otherwise have met. And we both um, were in Allison Hare's Press Play podcast program. You did the program before I did, and um, just, you were great at uh, being, um, you know, an advisor to our group, and so um, it's been really great to connect with you, and we formed a friendship, so it's been really nice.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I couldn't have said it any better. That's exactly, uh, you know, that, that class that Allison did had just been a uh, it's just been a godsend for me. And I'm, uh, because I've met people like you just met so many good people and, and, uh, it's just really amazing. Um, you know, your podcast is, I really love it. Just the idea of meeting so many different people through, through these, this platform is just really a lot of fun.
0: It really is. So, I want to, of course, talk about your podcast. And that's a big part of why we are together. I think that you're doing such great work around that for other people. Um, But I want to hear a little bit about you and your background first. But I have some um, observations of you that I would like to share. So, first of all, you have Uh the most incredible voice of anyone I have ever met. So, that is super awesome.
1: I, I can't take credit for it. I was just blessed with it. That's all I can say.
0: <laughs> you, were blessed, you were blessed with this great uh, radio type voice and it's perfect for podcasting for sure. Uh, so you spent um, your career as an educator and a teacher and superintendent, right? And a coach. And then you moved into um, being a pastor after many years. And so I'm so interested in that. And then more recently, you are, I don't know exactly what you call it, a weight loss, uh, consultant or health consultant. And so I, um, would love for you to talk about a little bit about that as we uh, get into our conversation as well. But I think you're just a really awesome guy. And I think that you have a big heart for helping others. And one of my observations of you, which, I Love so much is just how real and transparent you are, and I think that uh, that is so great to connect with and be able to help others Uh, just you know you've shared some of the challenges that you've been through and and uh, some of the struggles and so I think that that really helps people to be able to connect with you and uh, you to be able to connect with others and so uh, welcome again Tim to Stories Connect People podcast why don't you start by sharing a little bit about you and your background.
1: I grew up in Missouri uh, originally and uh, went to college at uh, Southeast Missouri State University, which is right on the Mississippi River in Southeast Missouri. Played baseball, got my degree, uh, started coaching, uh, just natural progression in education. I went from coaching uh, into administration, spent uh, five or six years as a principal and then seven years as a superintendent. And uh, the last year I was a superintendent uh, was in 2011. uh, And I actually went from being a superintendent to working for our state uh, career tech agency as a regional administrator, just kind of going around the state uh, checking on schools. But uh, in 2011, uh, I had, um, for lack of a better term, I had put on, I'd gotten really, really fat and uh, out of shape. Uh, not very healthy and uh, went through uh, a pretty dark area and my family knew that uh, I needed to go to the doctor, needed uh, some help. So I went to the doctor. My weight and my cholesterol numbers were exactly the same, over 300. And uh, so he put me on a medicine, which I didn't like. I went back to him, told him I was going to lose the weight by myself. So I started going to Weight Watchers. And, uh, if you know anything about Weight Watchers, you know that it's 99.9% female. Uh, the other 1% is us. And, uh, which is, is interesting, challenging, funny. It's all the above. It's just kind of a unique situation when you're a man going to Weight Watchers. But so I did that and I lost 127 pounds and yeah, I did that. And actually I did that in exactly a year and, uh, so when I
0: like in a health, in a healthy way,
1: yeah, in a healthy way, I uh, it was all through Weight Watchers. I counted my points. I got into exercise big time. I started running, um, uh, you know, I don't know how much you want to get into my backstory, but, but I'll just say this in 2011, I decided going through this weight loss. I just knew that I didn't really want to stay in education because God was probably leading me in another direction. And I remember one day out on a run, I was out on an old dirt road in Oklahoma and I was on a long run and, and, uh, I just kind of had a revelation that God wanted me to get out of education, start, uh, going to the ministry. And so I went back home, told Cindy, my wife, who I've been married to for 44 years, um, I'm going to resign my job as a superintendent. I'm going to try to find a job where I can preach part-time, but keep a regular job in order to pay our insurance. And and so all of it just kind of seemed a little bit overwhelming uh, at the time, uh, but we really didn't get too nervous about it. And so that's what happened. I found a job uh, preaching.
0: Had you been like very active in your church and, and I guess your faith was, was really, was really strong. I guess I'm just trying to think trying to determine like what gets you, you know, so far in your life to saying, you know, I want to be a pastor. I mean, did you feel you had a calling for this earlier in your life?
1: Uh, yes and no, you know, It's really interesting. I grew up in a very conservative environment with my mom and dad. They took me to church every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Every time the church had a a revival, I was there. Don't know that I liked it, but I was there. I went through a period of time in my life uh, in college for about two years where I was the most, uh, I say this and I say it seriously, I was the most unrighteous person there was. And so when I married my wife, met my wife, and we got married, I changed, started going to church, uh, but really did not, was not all in. I was more of a dabbler when it came to uh, spiritual things. Most people would have looked at me and thought I was all in, but I really wasn't. thousand eleven 2011, uh, I decided, because I think more than anything, my confidence level went up when I lost the weight. Um, I just started reading my Bible more. It was more of a spiritual and physical transformation at that time. I started reading my Bible more. I found verses in there that talked about how that we need to be using our talents. And you you spoke of my speaking voice, and I had been told that before. And I actually, in college, started majoring, was going to major in uh, broadcast journalism. And just got sidetracked, didn't do it. And, uh, uh, but I thought, you know, I have a gift, two things that I'm not afraid of. One is I'm not afraid of standing up in front of a group of people and talking, and I'm not afraid of, you know, being, um, uh, out in front talking about things that are transparent. And so I just decided that's what God wanted me to do. And so that's what I did. And so I left education and started, a ministry at a church in here in Shawnee and did that for eight years. The whole time I'm still working for Weight Watchers. Uh, I got a job. They wanted me to become a Weight Watchers leader. I was one of the few men in, in the Midwest who was a Weight Watchers leader. Uh, and I got all kinds of funny stories about being a man <laughs> at a Weight Watchers meeting with women. And, um, uh, it's it's an it's a different dynamic. But uh one night at a Weight Watchers meeting, how Mind Body Soul 365 got started was that one night at a Weight Watchers meeting, uh Weight Watcher sends uh you the script for the Weight Watchers meetings. And so that's what they expect you to do. They stick expect you to stick with the script. Well, uh the one night at a Weight Watchers meeting, my district manager happened to be there, her name was Carlotta, and she and I got along really well. But it just, for some reason, a verse just kind of came to me during the meeting. And I thought, this goes exactly with what we're talking about. Well, I quoted the verse and talked about how that God wants us to take care of our bodies and all this kind of thing. And when the meeting was over, she came up to me and she said, Tim, uh, you can't do that. Uh, you've got to stick to the script. Uh, you know, you might, that might offend somebody. And I said, I understand. I understand. So I got home and I told my wife. I said, "Well, I think the time for me it, it is right uh, for me to leave Weight Watchers and maybe start something at church for our our members." And from that, Mind Body Soul three hundred and sixty five got started. And uh, the first year we did it at church, we lost over a thousand pounds as a congregation, and we met every week. And uh, basically, what it was, and I say this, it was like a Weight Watchers meeting using scripture. And that's kind of where it got started. And then uh, a couple of years ago, or about a year and a half ago, we moved it from the church to the YMCA here in Shawnee. Uh, And then uh, two years ago, when uh, I started having to go back to Missouri a lot for specifically with health issues with my mom and dad, I decided to not do a weekly meeting and I thought, you know, a podcast might be the way to go with Mind, Body, Soul. Thus, that's how Mind, Body, Soul 365 got started with the podcast. So that's kind of my story.
0: That is the backstory to how Mind, Body, Soul 365 got started. And um, so I, I have a couple questions for you just about being so, so I want to talk mostly about the podcast, but I want to have a question for you just about being a pastor. And so pastors are held to a higher standard. They're put on this pedestal that, you know, people think that, you know, that they, um, are always godly or always, um, you know, that, they don't make mistakes, that they don't have the same issues that we have. And we know they do, right? I mean, they live in the same Mm -hmm. world they have. Um, So as a pastor, did you find that challenging in your life to live up to this standard that might, that's like really unreasonable that someone would have of you?
1: You know, it's interesting. I never really uh, thought about, um, a standard that I couldn't live up to it was more of a standard that I wasn't living up to and uh, you know the the greatest example that that a a minister pastor anybody has is Jesus Christ who walked this earth and was tempted just like like we are but what I found more than anything and I I I've, I've said this quite a few times in different settings, you know, I've been, uh, I've been a teacher, I've been a coach. Uh, I have been a coach at a high level during programs that were very successful. Uh, I have been a school superintendent at good schools uh, with a lot of pressure. Uh, I have been, I have worked for our state career tech agency, which is considered one of the best in the United States. But the hardest job I ever had was that of a minister. And it was because uh, every Sunday you get up there. My goal every Sunday was to present a something, you know, and on Wednesday, they think about what I had said on Sunday and apply it to their lives. And so I tried really hard to do that every week. And uh, but what a preacher doesn't know is, is he having any effect on the people that are listening to me? Because in coaching, you can always look at your wins and losses, find out if you're successful. Your players usually are uh, vocal in their support of you if, if you know, you need them to be. Uh, principals, look at their teachers. Superintendents, look at their, their school districts to see if they're successful with their test scores, with money, with that sort of thing, all kinds of things. Preachers have a, sometimes have a, some difficulty figuring out if they're having any influence at all because every Sunday they look out there and they see the congregation sitting there staring back at them. And, you know, sometimes we think they're not even listening. So it's, it's a really hard job. Now to your question, I felt like that toward the last year and a half that I was in the pulpit, uh, my attitude got really bad. And, uh, that's why I had to uh, take a step back because I think I had just, uh, I don't know if burnout was the word or I had just gotten mentally and physically tired. So I didn't think that I was, I was really meeting the standard that, uh, that God wanted me to meet as far as, you know, presenting his word like it should be presented. It's really a hard job.
0: It is such a hard job. And this is why I say that you're so transparent and you know, you just kind of tell it like you, like it was. And I love that about you because I think people can learn so much from um, just being so real and authentic and authentic. I mean, you're so authentic.
1: I I really think that that's, yeah, it's maybe to a fault. I mean, I, I, I've been told that, you know, you don't need to, some things people don't need to know. And uh, I just never have been that way. I have just, as a superintendent, uh, you know, my teachers and, and the people in the community, they knew exactly what was going on and how it was being done and everything. I was so transparent that superintendents would say, you don't need to tell them. They don't need to know those things. Same thing with me. I, you know, the only way I think that I can inspire people is to, is to make sure people understand that, that even though I may be on a podcast or I may be a minister or I was, I have problems, uh, that I deal with on a daily basis that, that I look for help basically the same place you do. You know, I look for help to listen, to, to try to find people who can inspire me. And, uh, so, uh, I just think people learn from people. And I think that's why your podcast, you know, uh, we learn from other people's stories. You know, we do, you know, I I listened to your podcast the other day with a little kid and I'm thinking.
0: (laughs) That was my nephew.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Your nephew. I thought, you know, Hey, I just learned something from a, what was he? 11, 10,
0: 10, 10. Yeah.
1: 10. Yeah. I said, you know, if you, if you, and I've been told this since I started my podcast, I've been told you become a better listener. And, uh, if we listen really close we usually can learn from a little bit of something from everybody.
0: Everybody has a story.
1: Everybody has a story, everybody.
0: So my my other question about about you being a pastor um is do you feel that once you're a pastor you're kind of always viewed as a pastor? Like do people people view you that way because I know that you're not a pastor, but, you know, I listen to your podcast and, you know, I see your yeah. post and an engagement and I kind of view you as a pastor. Do you get that a lot?
1: I get that. It's in, it's interesting because I've had two careers, you know, in Oklahoma. I was, I've been in Oklahoma since 1977. The first year I taught, I was in Missouri. But I've been in Oklahoma in education since 77. So I have a lot of people who I may see out and about that I haven't seen in a while and they'll want to know what I'm doing. Uh, And I say, well, I got out of education. Now I'm preaching some of them that shocks them, you know, that it really does. Some of them are not surprised by that, but uh, uh, you know, my grandkids, my oldest grandchild who, and I have seven grandchildren, she only knows me as a preacher she does- she did not know me she wasn't born when I was coaching uh she didn't when I was a superintendent, so she only knows me as a preacher and so and i it, that i think that's a good thing and yeah. so do you but i but i do i think once you you put on that label honestly to me everybody is a preacher everybody can influence somebody some way in a positive way if they, you know, without too much of an effort, I think.
0: I agree with that. Well, let's talk more about your podcast. And so what I love about your podcast is that, um, of course, I'm a Christian. And so I like the uh, spiritual aspect of it. Um, I am not a, uh, a a fitness person whatsoever. So, Um, I get them some walks and, you know, I'm, I'm very healthy, but I don't, I need to probably lose a few pounds, but I, um, I am and, um, I can control my portions, you know, very well and and all of that. So, but you're
1: doing better than I
0: (laughs) am. So, um, oh my gosh, if it weren't for cheese and bread and carbs, uh, but we'll talk I, about
1: that later oh,
0: what so. I love I know you are like don't eat carbs and so I'm gonna don't eat out.
1: cheese don't <laughs> eat cheese no cheese
0: something that is so unique about me is I'm crazy about cheese so I'm like the first to bring the cheese platter the charcuterie platter I my husband yeah. uh, Brad calls me his little mouse because I'm like oh you want to have some meat and cheese you want to have some meat and there's cra- some cheese and crackers <laughs>
1: Yeah, you you need to tune in in a couple of weeks because I'm actually going to do a podcast specifically on cheese and dairy and... Uh, the effects of it and that sort of thing. You I, might not want to listen to it. I don't
0: know. That's, that's the one I'm not going to listen to, but okay, okay. back to, yeah. back to my uh, point, I okay. totally got, I totally got um, sidetracked there. But um, so the thing that I love about your podcast is that you don't have to be um, overly into fitness or you don't have to be, you know, uh, uh, even, Overly religious. I mean, you can get something out of your podcast uh, from, you know, I love the integration between the fitness piece and the spiritual piece and how important uh, that is in our world. And I think there's something for everyone in your podcast um, because it touches on mind, body, soul. And the 365, I love that because it is like not sometimes, not, you know, when you get around to it, it's, every single day be committed to it and i sh- I see you show up every day with a message around that and I love that about your podcast so
1: yeah that the three sixty five comes from a verse uh luke nine twenty three and uh it it the question is asked you know what do we do to be your reci- disciple and he says uh deny self take up your cross daily and follow me and that daily is a kind of gets lost in all of the big stuff that's in that verse, but the daily I think is the most important thing in our in what we do as far as taking care of our mind, our body, and our soul. And I just think all three of those things go together. And I could spend uh, a lot of time, you know, uh, talking about that. But the podcast has kind of uh, gone off into a a little bit more of a different direction than I really kind of thought it would because I have come in contact with so many different people that um, have reached out and said, you know, I think, you know, I would be good for your podcast. So I'll, you know, we'll talk and I'll find out they do. But what I have found is that most people, even the people that are just really into fitness uh, have never really given the spiritual aspect, much thought, and I knew that when I started the Mind Body Soul 365 podcast, you know, Allison told me uh, that uh, you know your podcast is going to be a niche podcast. It's not going to be for everybody, right? So don't you know think that it is. And I have found that that to be true. Although it has been a a eye opener for me that I have mention things in different podcasts and people will email me or text me or or something with asking me spiritual questions more than physical questions which i think is exciting very but uh, i just think that the mind the body and the soul the physical and the spiritual i just think they go hand in hand first corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 and 20 talks about our bodies being a temple They don't belong to us. They belong to God. And when we think about our bodies that way, as a temple, we just do a better job of taking care of them.
0: I love how you explained that. And um, thank you for being clear on how the 365 um, came about. I wasn't aware of that. It might be in uh, one of your podcasts, but um, I love the explanation around that. So so, what are you getting out of the podcast? I mean, it's so, mine is so rewarding for me, and I just light up about it. I love doing it. I love meeting people. I love spotlighting stories like yours. Um, what is your podcast bringing to you, and what feedback? And you just mentioned people are calling you, asking you questions, which is um, such a great response, but what feedback are you getting?
1: Well, all the feedback has just been uh, so positive, some a little inquisitive. But uh, what I'm getting out of it is just this uh, feeling that uh, people are interested in what we have to say. And I I just uh, that's that's exciting for me because I like I say, my podcast is, you know, people who may not have a spiritual bone in their body. Uh, which is alarming to me, but, uh, you know, they can come on the podcast and talk about things they may have done physically and not really understand the the spiritual part. And what I get out of every podcast is I learn something from somebody that I can take with me and maybe I can share something with them that they can, they can take that they haven't thought about before. And so I did. I did. it's just been a learning experience for me more than anything. And it's with me being retired now, it's kept me busy. Uh, it's kept me, uh, learning new things, especially technology. And of course you and I have talked about that side of it. <laughs> you are, you know, you, you are my social media guru, go-to person, I'm which i have not sh-
0: that good at it. <laughs>
1: well, when compared to me, you are a guru. So, and I still don't understand a lot of that, but I'm not really, you know, I'm not really worried about it. I just, I'm an avid reader. And uh, now I'm into watching documentaries of people and, and that sort of thing, which I think when you're doing a podcast, you just need to be, you know, learning all the time so that you can ask the right questions.
0: I think it was in... So I think in the podcast with Leah Jansen, you were asking her about the you know about uh, the faith as it relates to fitness, and if God wants to care.
1: What well, does God really care about our fitness goals? Uh, about if we take care of our bodies, what we eat, what we read, what we do? Does God really care? That's that's the question.
0: Yes, does God really care? And so I think it was in Leah's podcast that she she talked about loving yourself and am I right about that yeah so she talked about loving yourself do you love yourself
1: uh you know most days um most days I do some days I don't and uh you know here in the last six or seven months you know I have actually on the, my latest podcast uh, I talk about that a little bit in the fact that um, I go through spells like everybody else where I don't want to exercise I don't uh, you know I don't want to be around people I just don't you know I don't like myself so nobody else likes me either. So you know I've gone through those dark places during my life and so when you ask me that question do I like myself, It kind of steps on my toes because I know that I don't a lot of times. But it's interesting to me how that um, and I know some people may not. This last week on my podcast, I kind of went in that kind of with that direction because um, it seemed like in the last three or four months, I'd kind of gone off into some dark areas like I had done before and have, have battled depression um, more so in the last three years, probably than I ever have, uh, before my life, just because of situations, you know, my brother developed cancer and, and, uh, he passed away within six months after developing it. At the same time, my mom, my dad had passed away before him, uh, about a year before. And then my mom who was 94, uh, decided, you know, she, went to the funeral with her oldest son and uh, we brought her back to Oklahoma for Christmas we took her back home and uh, two days later she has a heart attack we had to put her in a nursing home and so back and forth for about a year uh, for me driving back and forth 500 miles one way so I had really just become mentally pretty uh, and I know people deal with things all the time so I'm not you know, singing a sob story here—it's just a fact. It's—it's it's what I was dealing with. But my exercise has always played a huge role in how I handled stress. Always, uh, when I was—I was an athlete in high school, college, I worked out a lot. Um, always have, but it just seemed like I'd gotten to the point where I just didn't want to anymore. And I just really didn't want to do much of anything. Well, about a week ago in my daily Bible reading, uh, one of my favorite chapters, can I preach a little bit? Can I ask you that? Can I preach a little bit here? Okay.
0: (laughs) A little bit.
1: (laughs) You knew knew that it was going to happen. About a week ago, I was in my daily Bible reading and one of my favorite chapters in the Bible, if not the favorite chapter is Romans chapter 12. And I have preached this sermon about Romans chapter 12. I've preached it quite a few times. but as I was reading it it, it really hit me between the eyes because of, chap- of verse two in Romans 12, it says, "Don't conform to the patterns and customs of this world." In other words, paraphrase, "Don't be like everybody else. Transform your life by letting god change the way you think and then you'll find out what's good pleasing and perfect now as i was reading that it dawned on me that i had not been doing that i had not allowed god to change the way i think and i had i was trying really hard to be like everybody else and i say that to say this not so much in what i was doing or not doing but how i was thinking because when you become a part of a, a group of people and, you know, you've heard Allison and I talk about this BYLR group and podcasting, you come in touch with so many people and you start talking to them and everything, you start comparing yourself to other people. Maybe you do that in your job. I don't know. But I do. I had-
0: It's a real, it's a real thing, um, comparing and not thinking you stack up or that you're as good as that person or they're doing this and you haven't reached that level or you haven't done that yet. It's, it is a real, um, it's a real struggle that, that I think all professional or many professionals have.
1: And so we, when I was looking at it, I was thinking I'm comparing myself to people who are, are doing all these great feats of exercise or these having these great moments or whatever and it's a really bad thing when people start comparing themselves to other people because god makes everybody different and so i sat down with myself the other day and about and i call these two by four moments because my dad used to say that you you don't change until you get a two by four up between your eyes now he wasn't an abusive person so don't anybody think my dad hit me up with a two by four He felt like it a lot of times, I'm sure. But I had a two by four moment last week, and I just decided that I was going to completely allow God to change the way I think, that I was going to just completely transform my mind, my body, and my soul. And however that, whatever that looks like, at the end of one year, I'm going to give myself one year completely all in on this that's what I will be. And so uh, that's kind of where I'm at. And so when you say, do you like yourself? I like myself more now than I did a week ago.
0: Well, that's great. You're making progress. Well, I think you're pretty awesome. And so I was curious your answer there, um, just because you're doing so much to help other people feel better about themselves and how they think and you know, where their mind is. And so, um, thank you for, for sharing that.
1: Well, I, I just think that, that we, you know, as people, that that's why we're kind of put here on this earth is to, uh, be encouragers. And I, I I mean, you know, and that's, that's how, uh, I look at, I look at you, I look at other people in my life. I just look at y'all as being encouragers because, you know, you, from the first day we met online is you've encouraged me because, you know, you are always so positive and, and upbeat. And I try to be most of the time, a lot of times I don't make it, but you know, I understand, um, uh, how I can, how I can be a better encourager, but that's what I like.
0: Well, who inspires you?
1: Um, you know, I, my dad probably, um, uh, you know, he inspired me uh, later on in life. But uh, you know, my dad was a re- really unique individual. Uh, he passed away when he was ninety years old. Uh,
0: he the podcast you did about him was phenomenal.
1: Yeah, all true. Uh, none of that was, you know, wasn't preacher talk. That was just that was my dad. That was actually um, I preached his funeral, and that was that was his funeral um, what I said there in that podcast, but he was at like, he inspired me to my work ethic, you know, show up every day, work hard, uh, don't, you know, um, uh, he, uh, never heard the man say anything bad about anybody. Uh, not one time. Uh, he worked until he was in his eighties. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, I laughingly say this my brother and I were both at retirement age but we couldn't retire because our dad hadn't retired yet and we were waiting on him to retire so we could and uh so you know he inspired me I have other people that you know from afar that uh one uh Dr. Kent Lashley my first class I took working on my master's I had come out of a situation coaching situation um I was a college baseball coach, thought I wanted to coach in college, didn't work out like I thought it should. And so I got out of that, got a high school job, went back into coaching, started working on my master's. So the first person that I, first class I took working on my master's was Dr. Lashley. And uh, he just really made a huge influence on me. He was the one that put the idea in my head that I needed to be, I needed to read more uh, that I needed to, uh, you know, he put the book, uh, psycho cybernetics in front of me, told me to read it with Dr. Maxwell Maltz that you can change your attitude. And, uh, so he had a great influence on me. My wife probably has a great influence on me just because she's such a devoted, uh, Bible reader, Bible student, uh, you, you know, her and I have been married 44 years and I say this a lot, uh, without her, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at now.
0: Yeah. and um, you've talked about her on, um, some of the podcasts and, and, uh, she seems like a, a really inspiring lady.
1: Yeah. We, we, we have an interesting story the way we met her, her church came to my church in Missouri. Her, she was in Oklahoma. I was in Missouri, uh, you know her church came to my church. We met, spent about a week together. I hadn't even been going to church actually, but that Sunday I decided I'd go to see what was going on. I saw her, we fell in love, didn't talk, didn't speak, didn't write, do anything for two years. And then one day out of the blue, I called her and said, I think it's time we got married. She thought I was crazy. And um, that's what we did.
0: Did you date?
1: No, we never dated. And we all, we jokingly say that Maybe that's why we've been married 44 years. No, we did not date. We had a long distance relationship. I came to Oklahoma a couple of times uh, after we had met. And then for two years, uh, she went her way. I went my way. And then after two years, when I was a senior in college, I realized that uh, if I was ever going to be a human being that was going to do something with my life. Uh, she was the one that was going to allow me, she, she was going to help me do that. And so I just called her up one night, not hadn't talked to her in two years. And we got married in August, called her in March and we got married in August. And so we've been, been married 44 years. Another interesting story about that, her birthday and my mom's birthday were the same day. My birthday and her dad's birthday are the same day. Now that's I don't believe in coincidences. So I think that's a uh that's spiritual is what that is. Yeah. 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 We and we like I say we have three kids, seven grandkids. Um we've lived a good life and uh, she was a teacher and and uh she followed me around everywhere I went. Every time I decided I needed to move, she went with me and uh she's helped with the mind, body, soul, she's helped immensely because Uh, She really got in and uh, did, uh, you know, she's wanting, she needs to be certified in nutrition because she just got so much knowledge in that area. And I'm working on my, uh, to become a um, a certified personal trainer. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm actually going to get off here and work on some lessons, but that's my next goal is to become a certified personal trainer. Yeah, that that's it. Not so much that I want to, uh, you know, really, uh, I just want to help people uh, live a better life, you know, and I know that there are a lot of people walking around who who want to be healthy, who want to lose weight. Uh, you know, there's a lot of skinny people that aren't healthy. And, uh, but there's, there's just a, I, I just want to help them do that. But more importantly, I want to show them that how God... Uh, can help them change their life.
0: Uh, absolutely. Well, if if um, someone is not maybe at your stage where you're just open to this, you know, transformation. And of course, it starts with with your mind. If there were one or two small things that someone uh, that um, has a desire to be more spiritual, or they have a Desire to be healthier and um, you know have a healthier lifestyle. Do you have a recommendation or two that could just help them get just one step closer to maybe eventually having a transformation if if that's what they need in their life?
1: Yeah, the first thing I would I would recommend is to find a Bible that they can read because there are a lot of translations Bible translations out there that uh, some are more some are easier to read than others. I I read uh, the New Living Translation because it's it's a easy read. And uh, if you are reading something and it's difficult, and sometimes the King James Version, New King James, ESV, those those translations may be a little bit more difficult for the for a novice reader of novice Bible reader to pick up and understand. So
0: I grew up Southern Baptist and new. I didn't even realize.
1: Okay, so you grew up with the New King James or the King James?
0: I didn't even realize there was another version of the Bible before. I mean, I can't even tell you how old I was uh, before I realized that. Uh, hey, everybody didn't uh, read from the King James version. <laughs> Typical Baptist. It's only one way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 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 how I grew up, and 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 that yeah, and. Yeah, and I uh, and I think that's one of the reasons why I didn't, I wasn't a a, a student of the Bible is because it was difficult for me to understand, and difficult for me to read. When I got the New Living Translation, I was I was able to read it. So that's recommendation number one. You know, get a daily Bible reading plan. Uh, a lot of people don't have a di- a daily Bible reading plan, so they just open up their Bible, whatever falls open, they start reading, and that's it's not a I don't think it's a good way to read the Bible. So get a daily Bible reading plan. There's all kinds on the internet you can download, get whatever. Ask your uh, ask your minister at church. You know, I need a daily Bible reading plan. I'm sure he'll have one. Uh, this the third thing I would I would really recommend as far as exercise and is that. Is just get up and do it. Just do it. Don't don't think that you've got to go out and do something other than if you don't do anything else, just go out and walk. Uh, walk your dog. Uh, take a stroll around your neighborhood. That That's the, the third thing it, because with exercise, you're only going to do what you enjoy doing. If you don't enjoy doing it, the first time that you have a, a reason not to do it, you're not going to do it. And then you're going to do that two days in a row. Next thing you know, you're not doing it at all. So whether it be yoga, whether it be just uh, walking, whether it be, you know, if you want to go out and run, go out and run. Make sure you get proper shoes. That's the most important thing. And then, uh, you know, just go out and do it. Give yourself some time. Uh, That's the biggest uh, mistake I see people make. When I was working for Weight Watchers, a lot of people would have a lot of success in the first three or four or five weeks. And then the first time they plateaued or they gained a pound, they quit. And, you know, your body just doesn't sometimes operate like you think it should. So uh, give yourself plenty of time. You know, where do you want to be this time 52 weeks from now? I always ask people that, you know, because I lost, you know, 127 pounds in 52 weeks. And I, it was over before I knew it. You know, I had done it and it was, I'm not saying it was easy, but it once I got into the routines of doing what I knew to do with the exercise and the diet, it became, you know, it just became something I really, really was enjoying. 365, take up your cross daily. Doesn't say take up your cross whenever you feel like it, or it doesn't say take up your cross Every once in a while, it doesn't say take up your cross on Sunday, Wednesday, whatever. It just says take up your cross daily. And so 365 is probably the most important thing. Do it every day. Do something every day.
0: That is a great reminder. That is a great reminder. Tim, is there anything that you want to share that I haven't asked you about? And when we wrap up, I absolutely want you to share with our listeners how they can connect with you and um, find Mind, body, soul, three hundred and sixty-five. Uh, engage with you on social media and contact you if they're interested. But before you share that, is there anything else that you want to share about you or your life that maybe we didn't talk about?
1: I I would just say this to everybody. You know, we we live uh, in the greatest country on the planet, no doubt, uh, and we uh, were put here on this earth. In God's image. Uh, And it says that God is love. And when I think about what I see going on around me now, and I see the country, and I see, you know, it's it's very easy to get uh, muddled in everything that you see on the news and think that, you know, people aren't good people. But there are a tremendous amount Good people still here on this earth that, but I just think we have to get up every day and do what we can do. Uh, I heard a great quote. I'm going to share it with you. I heard it the other night on a zoom call I was taking part in and it, it really, if everybody could do what this guy said that he does, uh, and I've been, got this right in front of me right here on the screen, but it says, never complain about something you are not willing to change. And when I heard him say that, I just thought to myself, I thought that is so good because you wouldn't complain about it as much. If you can't change it, if you don't have you don't have any control over the situation, don't complain if you can't change it. But if you can change it, change it. And so uh, that's what I would tell people. If you're at a point in time where you know you want to do something different with your exercise, with your weight, uh, with your spiritual life, uh, just do it. Eat the foods that make you feel good. Don't eat the foods that don't make you feel good. Eat the foods you know are not going to help uh, put five pounds on you and things like that. It's, it's common sense. Same thing with exercise. Use good common sense. And uh, when it comes to your spiritual life, pick up your Bible and read it every day. And then do what it says to do. It's very simple.
0: Tim, that's great advice. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. Will you uh, tell our listeners how they can connect with you?
1: Yeah, the the easiest way uh, to connect with me because it just is the simplest is just to go to soul 365 dot com. Everything that I do is right there. Um, I do a, a a weekly blog on that where I write. Um, some thoughts down about just what's going on in my life. That's what I did this past Monday. Um, There's a link to all the podcasts. Every one of them are right there. Find them all there. And there's links to my Facebook page, Instagram, and which I still need help with. I'm just going to say it right up front. So uh, but
0: but you've been going live a lot lately, so uh, you're make, you're making progress
1: yeah and and I'm gonna keep doing that because I it keeps me accountable and I think that's one of the most important things we do is we we have to be held accountable to what we uh, say we're gonna do and uh, if I'm going to transform my mind body and soul completely, uh, you know I'm gonna lose sixty pounds that's that's my that's my goal. Uh,
0: you look, you look pretty fit. You don't look like you need to lose sixty pounds.
1: Well, he, I, I read a book last year, and I know I got. We're, I'm, I'm gonna start rambling. If you're not careful, I read a book last year, and it said that you have a perfect weight, and the weight it said that I needed to weigh, uh, I actually weighed that in the ninth grade. <laughs> so I'm gonna get to that perfect weight, and so to do that, uh, that's where I'm at now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna completely transform my mind, body, and soul. And uh, those Facebook, Instagram lives that I've been doing and putting those on there, that's holding me accountable. You know, I usually am a type person. I'll start something, maybe don't, you know, follow through with it as much as I should, or I'll turn it over to somebody else and let them do it. This is something that I have to do myself. I I can't turn it over to somebody else and do it. Uh, I've come on your podcast. I've come on my podcast now and said, this is what I'm going to do.
0: Well, Tim, you're really great for our mind, body, and soul. And uh, what you're doing on Mind, Body, Soul 365. Thank you for sharing your um, just being so transparent and sharing your story today on Stories Connect People podcast, you're just a great person with a great soul and just a great heart. And um, it was great to hear everything that you have um, shared with us today and how we can be more mindful and build build our spiritual life, um, be healthier. And I appreciate everything you've done to share that today.
1: Polly, I really appreciate it. And like to say, you are an encourager uh, so much. And I appreciate it. I wish you all the luck in the world with, with your podcast. And uh, God bless you.
0: Thank you for listening to Stories Connect People podcast. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe, listen, rate, or share with others. I look forward to being with you next time on Stories Connect People podcast.